0: All morning, I've um, just had Romans 8, that amazing chapter in Romans, just on my heart. And I just want to read a couple of snippets to you, um, a couple of the verses to you, and then just really spend a couple of minutes just sharing my heart, um, some, of, some of what I feel like God's been speaking to myself about over these last number of weeks, but also some of the incredible opportunity That God is um, bringing to us as a church and to us as churches in Swindon. But if you've got um, your Bible open, just turn to Romans 8 briefly. Paul says, he starts uh, by saying this in verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. And that's your starting point. Point okay. You're, there's now there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And then he goes on to talk about um, suffering in verse 18. He says, "For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is revealed to us. For the creation waits in eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For creation was subject to futility, not willing." but because of him who subjected it in hope that creation itself will be set free from the bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. I, I recognize that, and I think as I've been reflecting on this the last few weeks, we we are against all kinds of challenges at the moment, just globally and nationally and um, even in Swindon and Maybe in your life, it's just a season of suffering and of challenge. And and we're not used to that in the comfort of the West. Some of us say, actually, I'm very used to that. But by and large, we live an incredibly comfortable, privileged life. But the Apostle Paul says, I consider the sufferings not worth comparing. He's kind of got this different view of what's taking place. And his reason for that isn't just because we'll get through it one day. It's because of hope, because of hope and in the purposes of God. And as the last couple of weeks, I just feel like God's begun switching around some of my thinking, saying, look, we are living in the backdrop of COVID still and, you know, it's not gone away. And you kind of go, what's going on with that? But that's, what's, that's life right now, isn't it? It's, we're living in a global pandemic and we, it's still there. And it's incredibly costly in all kinds of ways, and we have war in Europe. It used to be something we used to talk about historically. There was war in Europe, but there's war in Europe again. And there's a financial crisis, a cost of living crisis. In fact, we were gathering with some of the churches on on Thursday morning, and a guy who Mark Tidy, who's an Anglican um, uh, clergy, and. Um, He also works for the local authorities uh, with food and helping food distribution across the town. And he was saying, we need to not call it a cost of living crisis, because that makes it sound like it's going to go away quickly. He said, this is here for a very long time. He said, the cost of living challenge. And there's a cost of living challenge. And you begin to hear about um, the challenge of food and famine in different nations, just around the world. And, And you think, we are living in incredibly challenging days. And Paul says, into that and the suffering that that brings, there's a hope in the promise of God. And then he, he, he goes on in uh, Romans 8 to say this, Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who is indeed interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword, or pandemics, or cost of living crisis, or whether your baby is diagnosed with a disability or not, or whether your government is falling apart in front of your eyes or not, or whether you've had to flee your nation because of persecution or not, whether, you know, we've kind of got these things going on and on. And Paul says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ, us being the people of God. Shall any of these things that we're experiencing and walking through right now, and Paul answers it and says, as it is written, for your sake, God, we are being killed all day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither life, nor death, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. I, I kind of want to ask forgiveness for, from you guys as a church family. I feel, like, I feel like this last season, I've let COVID and the pandemic shape my thinking more than I have of these promises of God more than the faithfulness of God. I've let just the challenge of, you know, just the, the hardness of life right now and 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 local church and just some of the dynamics that we experience. And, you know, it's tough, isn't it? Life is tough. It's local church is tough. We're a family. We experience life as a family together. The joys and the challenges. And I feel like the last couple of weeks, God's been um, challenging my heart on where my hope is and what's driving my perspective. And I, I feel like God's, kind of shown me that a lot of my thinking has been driven by the pandemic and we need to somehow sort this out and we need to work out how we move forward um, in a way that I don't feel like that's been by looking at God and his promises, but more by fixing my eyes on the challenges around us. The reality is these challenges that are here are going to be here for a long time, aren't they? And as Jesus's people, our job is not just to navigate them carefully and try and keep everyone happy that's not that's not our job that's not our job as leaders in the church it isn't just to try and get everything right and make it smooth and easy to be here and all of those things yes of course we want to do the best job we can together all of us one another of loving one another and and welcoming the spirit and enjoying family together and god's presence among us of course we want that but the context for the church is the mission of god and if we don't have that as our context try as hard as we want to be the best family, we're missing the key thing, which is we're on mission to see God's kingdom come. Because we've been given the security and the promises of God's hope in this context of war and famine and pestilence and plague and all of these things. We've got the hope of Jesus Christ. But we're living in a world full of people who do not have that hope. And I feel like Jesus has been challenging me, saying it's time to stop making decisions and and living kind of in this... COVID cloak almost, just wrapped up in COVID thinking and and, on what about the cost of living crisis now? And it's time to start believing God and his promises from this moment forward, to have a new confidence, not in ourselves, not at all, but in his promise and his faithfulness in seasons exactly like this. And that's why Paul is speaking into these kinds of seasons, because it's the only way for God's people to operate. And there's so much incredible things happening around swindon at the moment that god is doing and i'm aware that many of you might not be aware of them but we are part of a wider group of churches called good news for swindon um just a network of churches a relational network of churches we have leaders prayer breakfast where we just gather to pray to pray for one another and worship jesus together to build relationships i'm just so thankful to god for what he's been doing through that um and then we have times where we're kind of putting in front of us. What are the challenges, the needs of the town? How can we work together? What's the opportunity? And from those times, it feels like God is beginning to open doors for us together and doors for us as a church. And it's incredibly exciting. Yes, the need is challenging, but the opportunity is huge. And so just earlier this week on Tuesday, I had the privilege of um, being at the National Parliamentary Prayer Breakfast. You might recall that was a day that um, Javid and uh, Sunak kind of you know lob the um the i won't say grenades it's not helpful terminology right now um they they kind of said, right, we're done with you boris um I was there that morning. I don't want to say it was me, but the days line up you know um but for the national parliamentary prayer breakfast where in Westminster Hall, seven hundred delegates were there um m p s peers, lords uh, heads of Christian charities and waifs and stray Christian leaders that managed to black a ticket somehow. Um, and it was a real privilege to be there to pray for the nation, as Christians in parliament, so MPs who have genuine faith, were there leading um, this room in prayer for God to come and bless our nation. And there was a real hunger and a desire for the presence of God in our nation. Um, and I had the privilege after that of just meeting with Robert Buckland, um, our MP, and for South Swindon, and we were just talking about some of the challenges that are happening across Swindon right now. And recognizing, you know, the cost of the living crisis, things are going to get harder. And just after the privilege of saying to him, Robert, how can we as churches really begin to more effectively work with local authorities? And we've begun just thinking up some plans and dreams of what that could look like. God is at work in this town. Amen. God is opening doors to us in this town. And, you know, I love coming on Sunday and gathering to worship with us as as a local family but I want us to see this in the context of what God is doing in the town and wider out to the nations that this is brilliant but we have got to fix our eyes on God for this season we've got this is a season now of making bold courageous decisions for God's kingdom to follow him to trust him to say yes to him when he asks us to step up and to, uh, to, to take steps of faith and so Nigel and I are having some really exciting conversations with CAP. It's come to a season where we're having to make a decision. Are we going to go for CAP, Christians Against Poverty, um, helping people who are in debt across the town, serving them with the love of Jesus, bringing, uh, finding ways to bring debt relief. We're having a conversation about that. There's conversations about um, in the town center about a Christian hub Uh, Andrew's really involved in this. Andrew Williams, just a place of of, uh, being a resource for people who are in need, a signposting place, a a community cafe where people can come, kind of shelter from the the pressures of life and find help and find that that God loves them and that people want to serve them with the love and presence of Jesus. And that's an ongoing conversation um, at the Pilgrim Center in town. It's a real opportunity. And then, even more recently, just across the churches in West Swindon, in light of the cost of living challenge that's going on, um, leaders across the churches have begun having this conversation of saying, "How do we open the buildings that we have, and how can we welcome our communities, rec- recognising the challenge of the moment? How can we do that? How can we work together and, and say, right, there's this coffee morning. This building's going to be open on this um, on this day in Wesley, and this one over here in Freshbrook on this day, and you'll you'll receive." Um, encouragement and friendship and dealing with the challenges of isolation and people who can't afford as it comes to the winter months to heat their home buildings will be open I mean these are real challenges we're facing that are kind of unprecedented and there's many many illustrations going on uh, sorry not illustrations opportunities right now happening right across this town and God is giving us the privilege as a local church of being involved in these things Uh, Bible Society um, our landlords next door just are so for Swindon. And so when, after I met with Robert Buckland, one of the um, one of the directors of Bible Society, he knew I was meeting with him and he said, what's the outcome? And I said, well, Robert wants to kind of have this gathering of church leaders and local authority leaders to talk about some solutions. And, and this guy Nigel just said to me, and what can we do to help? What can we with our resource of Bible Society do to help this? And we've just got this incredible uh, relationship with these guys and it feels like God is kind of, he's putting the stuff in place for the church in this moment of pandemic and pestilence and all of these things to stand full of the presence and the love and, and and the power of Jesus Christ to say there is hope and there is one who loves you and is for you. And that we the church are to be salt and light, full of the power of the Holy Spirit confident to go and share faith with our neighbors that's why with Matt and Catherine when Matt put this offer out there I'm like we've got to say yes we have to because we need to retrain ourselves in the confidence of the gospel I can pray for you I can tell you Jesus is for you that God loves you that God is using each one of us and it is not just a case and I know you know this but it is not just a case of sometimes turning up on a Sunday and I'm not wanting to beat anybody up with that we've just heard it earlier we are the people of God in this place And then we've got other brothers and sisters meeting right now across the town who are the people of God. And God is saying, in this season, church, in this season, come on. Stop hiding. Stop hiding. Stop letting COVID and other things shape you and determine what's in your heart. But allow God's spirit and his presence to call us out into a new season of faith in him for what he wants to do here. And I feel like God's been challenged. I really want to be honest with you. I don't feel like I've been, I know that. But I don't feel like that's what's been driving my, me as a person. And I realize more and more, gosh, fear. Fear of getting it wrong for you guys. Fear of not doing a good enough job. Fear of the moment. Fear of, gosh, what happens if COVID does come for a third wave and then we can't meet? We will be the church. If we get out of our heads, if we say, Jesus, fill us with Your Spirit and enable us. If we recognize that God is about a great work in the midst of this moment, not when it's past. In the midst of this moment, and so I want to call us to that. And we, you know, this. I, I want to say something, and I want you to hear my heart in this. But I want you to. I want. We just had a meal together with Nick and in the, as a leadership team last night, and um. you know, sometimes your own family can be quite a hard place to exist in, just in life. Um, and I think that's true in church. Sometimes your local family can be a hard place to be in. You know, we're close to each other. We see each other's warts and uh, not so good bits. But I want to tell you, God's hand is on us as a church. And he loves us. And we are to love one another. And God is blessing us and we have the privilege. Just, I'm just aware some of you guys don't know this. The Harbour Project regularly use this facility as a place of blessing for people who have had to flee nations. And, and this building acts as a place of serving them. And the Harbour Project weekly are in here serving families and women women with children and people who have had to flee. The local council increasingly are using this space. God's hand is upon us, Okay. I want us to know that God's hand is on us as a church. And it's not just about, oh, other people are using it. These are relationships. This is all part of what God is doing in this moment. And sometimes I, I, I just recognize in the moment we kind of go, well, yeah, I am going to Gateway. And it's where I go to church. And it's all right. And I, I, I get that feeling. But I want to ask us to see, no, actually, as we've heard a moment ago, we are the people of God. And God is with us and he's for us and he's for this town. And what he's looking for is a people who are empowered by his spirit, not living life shaped by the moments and the things that are going on. Yes, they're real. They are real. But people who by faith are stepping up to daring exploits in God. And so there's so much other stuff. We haven't got time, but just what's happening in Penhill as well. God's given us great friendships with those guys um, as a church there. And I want us to start being more courageous, not just not just careless with that, but saying, no, we're going to be really purposeful in this next season. We're going to trust God in faith that he's at work. And so I want to finish by saying this in a moment, we're going to take up an offering. But I don't just want this to be a, a sense of, oh, we're giving some money to a building fund. I want it to be God's doing a great thing. God's doing a great thing. And we want to serve this town the best that we can. We want to bring the hope that Paul talks about. And when I was just reading Jeremiah 29 earlier when he talks about seek the blessing of the city. We want to do everything we can as a as a church family in this moment to say and God is for you Swindon and he has hope and a future for you. Cuz no The local authorities are not able to say that. The hospitals are not able to say that. Education is not able to say that. But the people of God can, not because of what we've done, but because of what we've been singing and declaring all morning, that he has and he can.